Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible Study, 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Again, we want to thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, we want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. We're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. Moving from the general to the particular, the earth, universe, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything. So let's direct our attentions to the book of Genesis. Book of Genesis in the 18th chapter. And while you're turning there on your device, or maybe you're listening, uh, you're maybe you're driving, or you're doing something that you're that you cannot turn there. I'm gonna start reading, um, but I'm gonna read Genesis 15 and one first because this uh, I want this to really resonate with you and to everyone. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that after these things, this is verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 1. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, for I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. It's so important to understand and know who God is. He is our protector, and he is our greatest asset. He's the winning team all by himself, you know, and, I, you know, I know as a as a person, just like you, we have questions, we look for things, you know, and there was a time that that we may even have treated God like he was a genie in a bottle. Give me uh, I'm going to make a wish. I'm going to make a request and you're going to bring it to pass but as we mature and we learn about him we understand that he's not a genie in the bottle he's not this is not magic this is not hocus pocus or uh, belief or any uh, just a belief of mysteric uh, mystical you know uh, greek mythology and all of that but this is sovereign god and there is a difference. He's sovereign. This, this is real, people. Everything that's written in his word is real. You know, and, and so, um, yes, this is one time you can take. Uh, there are so many things that as we read the word of God that are literal. And so there, there's a literal meaning to it. And then there is the symbolic meaning and you know, but above all, it's real. Now, one thing that's not symbolic, 
the Lord said, be holy for I'm holy. That's, there's nothing symbolic about that. Uh, that's something that all of us, every human that is uh, that has uh, made his way through the birth canal and is, the Lord says, be holy. Now, he's not forcing that on you. It's an option. This is you have a choice. You have free will. And so you can choose to, you know, um, make sure you get all the facts about what you're about to do, like we do in our natural. But understand, we're not just a natural person. Uh, man has a trichotomy. Uh, mind, uh, body, and spirit. Uh, but yet we're one. We're individual. We're not, uh, you know, Trinitarian by any means in any way. Uh, neither is God. Hero Israel, the Lord, thy God is one. And so in the book of Genesis, the 18th chapter, uh, just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. The 18th chapter, the 17th verse, beginning at the 17th verse. And it's just a few verses here that, that we're that we're talking about. And so not a lot, but enough. The Bible says, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham? He's gone from Abram to Abraham. Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Saying that Abraham shall surely become a great nation, become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Now, let me read this again. I want this to really sink into your spirit as well as mine and anyone else that hears this, that the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Saying that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness and watching over and keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, blessing us to gather together at this appointed time to, Lord, to hear your word, to be blessed by your word. 
Lord, to govern our hearts by your word. Lord Jesus, have your way. Have your way within us. Use it for your purpose. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. For I know him that he shall command his children and his household after him. After him. And they, they who? His children and his household. And keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken. Now, Psalms 25, 14 through 16 said, the secret of the Lord, remember there's something hidden. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? So it had not been revealed to Abraham. And there are some things that have not been revealed to you and I. Psalms 25, 14 uh, through 16 says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he sh will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. And so there is a secret. The planet Earth and, and the heavens are full of secrets. This is why we have deployed telescopes. This is why there are so many satellites with visibility um, in them, artificial intelligence. Now, artificial intelligence is not anything new. So don't get caught up in the, 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 the whole thing of them talking about artificial intelligence and making a big, uh, making a bunch of noise about it. Artificial intelligence have existed for years and we've been using it. We've, we've enjoyed the impact of it. Now it is, what is occurring is that there's more uh, that is being released and, and has been redefined in so many ways as, as things are done and have been done throughout the years. The Lord told Daniel, knowledge shall increase. We're watching a lot of knowledge. And myself personally, uh, I enjoy technology. Uh, that is my vocation. And so daily, uh, I spend time in it as I'm required to. And Therefore, I don't spend a lot of time on social. Actually, I don't spend any time on social media or anything like that because I'm, because by the end of my day, I don't really want to look at another computer. I don't fix computers, but I, I program. And so I automate. I, I prepare the system with code to uh dynamically complete a task that others are requesting and looking for information. And so, and same thing with artificial intelligence, uh, algorithm is created, it learns from that algorithm, it, and it takes that information and, and it uses to, uh, for you to uh, dynamically create something for you. And, and you, you see it when you're on Netflix and different things where, you know, it is, the algorithm is caught what type of movies you're clicking on, and that's why it's making suggestions for you. 
it's and so and and then the other side of it is also machine learning you know so all of it actually deals with an area of learning but it starts uh it, there's a base where it all starts at and without that you're not going to have much of it so uh, there's a lot one i'm gonna say there's a lot of opportunity for those that are looking for uh, that like technology maybe have not really thought maybe you thought it was above you and so you didn't didn't pursue nothing in that area there are so many different areas of it um and I, i'll put it this way i started off in technology as an as an excel uh, professional in employment they were looking for someone that really knew excel and that got me out of um, outdoors in, indoors into an office space where um, i built from that and so um let, let's go on so artificial intelligence have been here and so there there's as far as the secrets and there's so many secrets and, and so in your noah you you need to understand that in your noah uh, that there's a lot of secrets that we have not that have not been revealed now some secrets you'll never know here's one secret and, and that is uh, the bible says that they asked uh, the, Jesus made this statement and, and said, no man knows the day or the hour except the father. And this was not saying that Jesus was ignorant in any kind of way. And in uh, certain classes that I have been in, where they talked about um, the mind of Christ, and they say, well, he was, there was an area of ignorance that he didn't know. No, it was not ignorance. Uh, he knew all things he could pick up. He knew everything about his own life uh, just by reading just the scriptures itself. There are some things that remain a secret and not to be revealed. And the only way it will be revealed is through the spirit. And, and so when Jesus was saying that, that no man knows the day or the hour, that's because it is hidden and it's going to remain hidden until the trump sound and the dead in christ rise first and then we which are alive if i'm alive in that moment if not then i'll rise on the grave with those that are in the grave and so will you if you are prepared if you hear the sound it's only for those that hear. And so you got to be ready to hear that silent sound. Not so silent because it's called the trump of God. But only those that hear it. And so you, you already have to be accustomed to receiving from the Lord. Now, there are many that receive uh, the Bible said gifts and callings are without repentance. However, this calling will be exclusive. It will be very exclusive. Now, let me go on here. and I don't want to go too far into that. The Bible tells us in Psalms 104, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord, my God. Thou art very great. 
thou art clothed with mag with honor and majesty, who covers thyself with a light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lay of the beams of his chamber in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariots, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who maketh his angel spirit, his ministers a flame of fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. The Lord clothed himself, whose, he covers himself with light as with a garment. It stretched out the heavens like a curtain. So what's on the other side of the curtain? Yeah, this isn't like, uh, let's, uh, what is it? The price is right. Uh, let's make a deal, you know, where something is behind. There's something behind the curtain that we don't see. It's a secret. It's a secret. But it won't remain a secret always for his children. Now, we as, as parents, we, we have some secrets. You know, every now and then I'll share some secrets that with with my adult children. I'll share something with them that they didn't that they didn't know, you know, um, identifying certain characteristics that they might fi even find within themselves. And then they understand some things, but some things that I, we just don't share at, at uh, all the time because it's a secret and it's not meant to be shared. In that moment is meant to be shared at a particular time for a particular reason. There's something behind the curtain. There's more to this than what the eye see. Isaiah 40, beginning at the 21st verse says, have you not known? Have you not heard? Have it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the fountains or the foundations of the earth, as is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretches out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in, that bringeth princes to nothing, he maketh the judges of the earth in vanity. So there are a lot of things that we just don't know. You, you don't even know why they said he set it up on the circle of the earth. They weren't looking at the earth themselves to see that it was a circle. Now, I'm literally looking at, at what is written. You know, don't go all theological on me or anything like that. But just understand that God. Uh, God has control. And, and so there are certain things that are behind the curtain. Now, for those of us that believe uh, enough to start living a sanctified life, he says this in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor is heard, neither have he entered into the hearts of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, again, this is, this is Paul speaking, and we know where he got it from because we just read it in Isaiah. So there's a secret. Uh, the Bible said that, be, uh, that uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. It's a secret. But we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Now, what does that mean? We shall be like him. But he said it, behold, we don't know what that really means until it occurs. So there are secrets 
on this rock we live on, on this planet we live on, there are secret societies, secret code, secret languages, secret handshakes and other gestures that you may or may not be aware of at this time. The truth is that if you were not invited or, or if you're not part of it, or if you were invited and didn't accept the invitation, then you may never know uh, something that, that's being said or displayed in a gesture right in front of you because it's a secret, a lot of secrets. There are a lot of things that are said right over the airwaves, social media, uh, television, and different places that you are not aware of that are messages to other people. You know, in the all hymns, I want to say all Negro hymns, and so let's just say that all Negro hymns were not just uh, songs uh, about uh, while they were in worship and in service. Songs had messages that it that you had to listen to the words of the song to understand that it meant it's time to slip away. In other words, if you are going to uh, run away from the environment and the conditions where you are, you're going to go up to Canada, then you, you had to be paying attention to what was being said because there was a time, a date, and different things that was being given in that moment. Well, that has not ceased to exist, even in the music that we listen to, cartoons that are aired, you know, if you've if you've ever watched editorials about uh, things that was published, even uh, in the flickering of a tape, uh, there are secrets where the uh, cartoonist hid um, meaningful things, and I don't mean in a good way, where they un where they slowed the cartoon tape down and looked at it and saw pornography in it. In your mind, you didn't even catch it; you didn't see it, but it infiltrated your spirit and subliminal messages. So there are a lot of secrets, but there's nothing like a secret that is revealed to you for your benefit. Something that is told to you that is going to help you. Now, Abraham had been hospitable unto the Lord and he learned a secret he learned something from the Lord. The Lord and, and, the, and uh, the angels that accompanied him came to Abraham as they was on their travel. You know, and I, I think about that in my mind. I'm like, well, they were walking. Abraham ran out to meet. He saw them. He ran out to meet them. He worshiped the Lord, not the angels. He worshiped the Lord. And this was in no way, no wise, uh, the Trinity or anything like that. This was the Lord with two of his servants that was accompanying him as they, and they walked up to Abraham and he offered water to cleanse their feet, hospitality. And they had some barbecue. They had buttermilk. Excuse me, they had butter and milk. It didn't say they had buttermilk. I just think of that every time, you know, I remember my grandmother and others, my mom and them having butter milk. And I've heard others even, you know, that are up in a different generational age 
they love them some buttermilk. Now I love buttermilk uh, pancakes. So I love getting, buying a quart of buttermilk just to make pancakes with it. Other than that, I'm not going to drink it. Um, so they had uh, some barbecue, they had some uh, cake, they had butter, and they had milk, uh, cake, uh, bread, some type of bread that was made there. Um, the Bible said in the 18th verse, uh, 18th chapter, 8th verse, and he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had dressed, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Now, people find it very difficult to understand that that as far as God's manifestation, he manifested himself many times. A manifestation is something that, that occurred, and it's not strange. Uh, the wind can be blowing, and the dust in the air, you don't see the wind, but if the dust, in, if it picks up the dust or the leaves and stuff, you, you're looking at a manifestation of what is occurring. So the Lord himself manifested more than once throughout the scriptures and they, and they saw him and were reading about Abraham seeing him. It was no strange thing for God to create a, a body and get it. So how is it so strange that he would create a body? The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. If he's sovereign, he can do as he will. He can do as he wants. And so subject for another time, I'm just putting it out there that when talk about God, nothing is impossible, nothing at all. After they had finished eating, verse 16, and the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom and Abraham went with them to bring them on their way. Well, some of you know, at the end of the message, there are jewels Sometimes jewels begin to flow. Some things are uncovered. I, I, I look at it that um, that after we've dealt with uh, a few issues, the you know you moved a few things around, uh, that uh, you start to find some things. Uh, the unplanned happens. Now, if you've ever been around the uh, growing up, you you might have been around your minister or someone in the family. Um, and after a meal, everybody's sitting around talking and all of a sudden they start laying some, some dynamite stuff out there. They start laying some, some riches out there, something that stuck with you that you didn't just get over the dinner table. It just started to flow. Something with some serious meaning to it that you can't ever forget and you don't want to forget it. Uh, sometimes at the end uh, of our service at CLG, uh, Cornerstone of Grace, uh, they try to they they want to keep the video going when we when we video record, and they want to capture uh, the Rama word because uh, that word of, that humbles all of us because it's sometime at the end of the message something begins to happen, and the word of God begin to flow in such a way. And sometimes we've captured it and it's not intentional. Um, it, it's just something that God sends. And that's what you call a rhema word. And anytime God sends a rhema word, it is 
backed up by the scripture. It's not just, oh, it's hot off the press, it's, it's straight from heaven, you know, it's, it's off the throne and there's no scripture to back it up. No, there is there, the word of God backs it all up. And if it's not backed up by the word of God, don't you receive it. The Bible said heaven and earth would pass away, but his word is going to stand. It's going to stand. And so whatever God says, we try the word. We try, we hear the word and you need to try the word by the word. Don't try it by the spirit. Spirits are deceiving. But try it by the word of God. The spirits are deceiving. The Bible said that, that the angels, Lucifer's, Demons are able to uh, to appear as ministers of light. That well, that's deception, because they are not ministers of light. The Jew talks about how they crept in unaware. They snuck in. They they kept it secretive, and snuck in and pretended to be what they weren't. But listen, sometimes the rain of words begin to flow. The word God begins to rain, and the word uh, begins to flow. And when that happens, they, they wanted to capture it. And it's right after it's after the message has actually been preached or exhorted that all of a sudden, uh, through the expressions, something began to flow that was not planned for. The main course was finished, but then something happened. Now, John, and as I was preparing uh, and writing down uh, these thoughts, I never, I never thought of this before until today, and 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 so to God be the glory. It, it may not mean much to you, but it means a lot to me. I've never saw this before, and so sometime after the main course, something else occurs. John two, again at the seventh verse, Jesus said unto them. Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them to the brim. Now they were out of wine. The wine was gone. They didn't have any more. What they did have had been exhausted. So get this, ministers. What they and you can't make this up. You can't pretend it. You can't fake this. The wine was gone. It had been exhausted. The word of God. Now, I'm equating this to what we're talking about here. So please listen. It had been exhausted. And Jesus said unto them, fill the water pot with uh, water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governors of the feast. And they bear. So they, they took the governor to feast uh, some of the water. The Lord said, draw out now. Get, get it now. You know, many times we're telling the church to get it now. Come on. Yes. At the end of the message, this is what you want. You, you need to get this right now. You know, where, and so when he when the rulers of the feast had tasted the water that was that was made wine. Knew not whence it was, but the servant withdrew the water knew he knew that he had just pulled water out of the barrel that had been filled to the brim the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him every man at the beginning do have set forth good wine and when men or men have well drunk 
than that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. He's still doing it today. After the word of God has come and has been preached and, and everyone has rejoiced, sometimes people leave and because they felt that that was it. But then all of a sudden that good wine that only God can, can bring forth is then ushered in and served unto those that remain. Only God can do that. Only God. Now you may not get that. What I just said, some might get it and others may not, but I'm telling you, I got it. And I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When he showed that to me and brought that understanding. And we talked about some things are symbolic. When he brought that understanding of what occurs at the end of the service, not all the time, but sometimes it's that good wine that he has brought forth after the other wine is gone. Genesis 18, 17th verse, it says, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Now, first, shall I? There's a moment of consideration that is directed toward Abraham, and there's consideration that's also directed toward you. That thing I came to do. So there's something very specific, meaning he will or his will is about to be carried out and he wants Abraham to understand and know what his will is. And so why did the Lord even consider Abraham? Why did he even think about him in such a way? Now, when we think about Abraham, yeah, father of faith, the Lord counted his belief in him as, as righteousness. But Abraham had had lied several times, like you and I, you know, and I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying, you know, he's done some things that was not that he can't claim to be proud of. Um, he almost caused a few men to lose their life when they took Sarah because he was protecting his own life and the Lord was going to, the Lord afflicted them. He got caught up in the triangle, which I don't call a love triangle, but it was a triangle. Sarah, he listened to his wife, Sarah, instead of listening, uh, casting his faith in God. How many times have we done that? We listen to our friends. We listen to our own thoughts instead of listening to what God has to say. So he got caught up in a triangle. You, you, you may have been caught up in your own little triangle between you, God, and her, between you, God, and him, between you, God, and it. He was caught up in the triangle, Sarah, Hagar, and Abraham. Now, in my opinion, Abram dog Hagar out because now she's pregnant. And he told Sarah, do this, your handmaid, do what you want to do. But he didn't try to protect her or <laughs> nothing in that instance from what we know of. And Hagar start, sought to run away. And the Lord uh, got her attention and sent her back home. And she went back home. She had to eat some humble pie and deal with whatever uh, Sarah brought to her. Maybe the Lord humbled Sarah. We'll never know because the Bible don't, don't talk about it. It just says that. And so therefore, sometimes we might want to do some things too. 
we might want to jump up and and huff and puff and run away from whatever we're dealing with. And sometimes we need to just humble ourselves and deal with it. Whatever's being asked of us, humble ourselves and do it because we're probably going to do more harm to ourselves than we are good if we don't. So Abraham, Abraham, he had to mature. After he had matured a little, God had to stop him, you know, stop his shenanigans. Because it tells us in Genesis 17 and 1 that when Abram was 90 years old and nine, he's 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the almighty God. Walk before men be perfect. And in other words, stop your mess. Cut it out. And it comes a time where, where we mature and we stop doing things. Uh, it comes a time when the young men uh, stop acting childish in so many ways. Uh, same thing with women. Usually women, statistically speaking, mature uh, quicker than men for some reason. is men seem to mature or start maturing after the age 35, 36. We're talking about statistics here. Not, it's not, that's not written in stone because there are those that start handling business uh, sooner and acting very mature for their age uh, much sooner. But for the most part, and there are some that are in their 40s, still immature, still have not learned the lessons, still haven't connected the dots, you know, um, they're now starting their career as a rapper. They still walking around. Now, listen, I'm I'm not gonna go all that. Listen. So he tells him to walk before him and be perfect. Now the 18th verse says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great nation and a mighty, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now these are reasons, these are causes. Something for us to, to pay attention to because we need to mirror some of this ourselves. For I know I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, for the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken to him. Now, there are several governing factors that, that the Lord is pointing out. First, God's promise. There is the promise that he has made to Abraham what he's going to do. He's going to uh, increase him, enlarge his borders, grow his family. Uh, a man that has no, had no children, Sarah was barren. She had no children. And the expectations that he have of Abraham, God has expectations of you and I. And we ought to meet those expectations. We place such demands upon the Lord when we should be placing those demands upon ourselves by reading his word, understanding his word, and applying his word to ourselves. He said, surely, meaning he has assurance, confidence, strong belief. There's no doubt that Abraham is, Abraham is going to do this. And the Bible said, all the earth shall be blessed because of him. Now, uh, Galatians, and I'm only going to read Galatians 3, the 14th and the uh, 29th uh, verse. And you can read the rest of it on your own, on your own time. But it says that 
the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Christ. So there, there is a connection there. And then the 29th uh, verse says, and if he be in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we are recipients of that blessing. The Bible says, for I know him. I know him. Can God say that about you? I know you. Listen, it's important to understand that people know who you are. Now, you might try to walk incognito, try to not be, you know, um, visible to all. And But the, uh, the sons of Sceva have went, they saw what the apostles and the saints of God had did, um, and, and they tried to do the same thing. And tried to perform an exorcist. It didn't work out the way they thought it would uh, because the spirit spoke out and said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but uh, but who are you? And they got beat up. They ran out the house naked. The spirit that uh, they were attacked and and ran out, the, ran down the street, whatever, yelling nude and, and carrying on and God knows, and just like God knows you, so do others. For I know him. He knows his character. He knows what he's going to become. He knows what he's going to do. That he will. Now, this is something that you want God to be saying about you, and he will say it about you. When we live up to now, we apply the Lord in business. We apply his principles and our recreation and all that we do. When I, when I go on vacation, and I plan on going on vacation sometime this year, you ought to plan to go on vacation too. When you're out, you, you're, you don't leave the Lord at home because you go on vacation. Uh, that can still apply. What if, what if while you're on vacation, the Lord should call you home? Or what if something occurred? Things happen. It, it doesn't matter if you are saved or not saved. Something can happen. The plane can can go down, the ship can sink. Everybody on the ship that when it, when it sank wasn't unsaved. When the plane went down, everybody on the plane was not a sinner. Somebody was on that plane was saved. Sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I believe, obeying the word of God. Jesus gave an illustration. He talked about an earthquake and a wall falling. He said, you would have thought these was the worst, worst sinners for them to get, but it's not so. Things happen. But when it happens, will the Lord say, I know him and rescue you in that moment? That he will, he's going to obey me in that moment. You know, if a person, the Bible said, as a tree fall, that's how it lays. And people don't get this and they don't, at least they don't want to get it or something. I don't know. But if you're not obedient in life, how are you going to be obedient in death? Well, let you think about that for a moment. If you cannot obey God now, how are you going to obey him when you cross over out of time into eternity? If you can't hear his voice now, how are you going to hear his voice then? 
he said, my sheep uh, know my voice and another they won't follow. So if you're not following him now, you're following someone. I'm following myself. No, you know you're not. You're following the influence of the influencer. You're following the influence of the, the prince of the air. You're following the influence that so many other children of disobedience are following. For I know him that he will. What is he going? What will he do? He will command his children. Now, when I think of commanding children, and you know, I think about what I didn't think about when they were younger. Because I've learned over the years and I've learned some things now that I didn't know then or I didn't know how to address then at that time. Because I was immature, just like you were. But there are some things that we learn over time and I altered my actions. I altered my speech. And one of the worst things we could do is when we're dealing with our children is to be dogmatic. Well, you know, that's the way my mom, look, your mom, your dad was ignorant. They were suffering from some things too. They were dealing with some things as well. They needed help too, just like all of us. And so in commanding our children, it's about teaching our children. It's about teaching them. And first off, considering ourselves, if we know that that how we were talked to and what we disliked, then why would we do that to our own children as if it was good for us? It's good for you. No, if it bothered you and you rebelled against it, maybe you ought to rethink how it was done so that, you know, use some a little different approach to and, and see how that work. Maybe get a little more mileage out of what you're, the principle that you're trying to apply or teach them uh, so that you don't have to stress over some things. Now, uh, now I'm not going. I'm not going to go down that path. But let's be careful. We we live in a time where there's a lot that's going on in front of us, and we have to help uh, our children. We have to help our each other. You know, I was watching the the news the other. Uh, the other day, I was—I think it was Saturday—and um, the president was up speaking, and he had two flags up. He had the American flags, and right in between American flags, he had a rainbow flag, and he said, uh, "Pride before America," which I thought was very interesting to make that statement: "Pride before America." And I remember he's the rainbow flag it symbolizes something. I thought it was supposed to be uh, that um, that God is before America. But that has changed. So it's up to us to teach our children that is God. It's about God. Abram would command his children and his household after him. So even his employees would recognize and know. Now, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays and you've even had people that protested the fact that they were closed on Sunday. Go to Jack in the Box, go someplace else and get a chicken sandwich. Really? You're gonna protest and complain because Chick-fil-A said that they closed on Sundays to in honor of it being Sunday so that their employees, whether they choose or not, can go to church? And you're gonna boycott and make 
noise about that? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But it is their business principle that they are closed on that day for recommission of unto the Lord. That they should keep the way of the Lord. Do justice and judgment. Justice, righteousness, judgment without prejudice. Are we there as a person? Let's deal with it as individuals. Are we there as a nation? Certainly not. Certainly not. No, nope. slavery, um, June, uh, Juneteenth is coming up. People are frowning at it. Some are going with it. It's been 160 years of the emancipation when it was signed and declared. And, and even to that, there are still issues and there are still a lot of secrets that are going on. But let's keep our ears and eyes open because it's God that has the greatest secret. And you want what he has to say to be known to you. Now, we're not walking around looking for secrets. Lord, tell me your secret. No, no. Just get in his word. Just get in his word. That's enough right there to consume. Just get in the word and eat little bites. You you not to sit down and try to eat it all. Just eat a little bit. You, you know, get what God has for you. Be faithful to service. Be faithful. And you'll hear. You'll start to receive those things that God has for you to receive. You'll get the revelation that God has for you to, to, uh, to ingest. I love it when I hear someone say, you know what, pastor, I was, I was listening to the word and all of a sudden it opened up to me and, and I understood and I saw something uh, just here in, in Psalms 23 that I had never seen as many times as I've read it. And, and I, this is what I got out of it. And it's not a moment where, where the pastor is supposed to say, well, you know, I, I saw that a long time ago. No, no. It, they're experiencing what you experience too. Well, God opens the understanding and pours something into their spirit and you're to rejoice with them as well. Or maybe something that God gave them so that they can share it with you. Listen. It's a, it's a great honor when God shares his secrets with his children. It makes you feel special, just like when your natural parent or maybe whoever raised you share something with you and they tell you now, this, you know what they're telling you is something exclusive, something that only for your ears to hear. Abraham began to talk to the Lord about what he was telling him. And we're going to stop right there because that's going to take us, segue us into another Bible study at a, for another time. And so with that being said, God bless you. Thank you for your patience, your time, your listening uh, to the word of God this, this evening. My prayer for each of you is that the, the Lord bless you and that your, his word stays stirred in your heart that you meditate on his word, you know, um, think about what is being said. And certainly if you have questions, visit us at connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org and, and shoot us an email. 
and we'll answer the question on the air uh, for you and others to hear. Um, and, you know, be blessed, be blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given us this opportunity to exhort and talk about the secrets that you have. And we know that you have many secrets, but that which is meant for us to hear, to receive and to meditate on, to be blessed by our ears are open to you. Lord, thank you for what you have revealed to us this, this day, this evening, this appointed time. Thank you. We appreciate your word. We appreciate you for who you are. We appreciate you, Lord God, for what you've done, for stirring our hearts up, stirring our minds up, Lord, to seek you while you can be found. Lord, bless each one that have taken time out of their schedule to listen to your word, Lord God, in their respective places. Lord, whether it is morning, uh, evening, noonday, you know. Lord, I ask that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, as they go their way, as they lay down to rest. Lord God, whether they're rising up, Lord, bless their hands as to the work that they're going to do. Lord, bless them with favor. Lord, you know those that are dealing with struggles and different things that are occurring in their lives in this moment. Lord God, give them the wisdom. Give them the knowledge and understanding how to deal with the situation, just like you did Daniel. You, you blessed Daniel to have wisdom and those young men that was with him. Lord God, the wisdom that you gave them was impeccable, Lord God, and they were able to deal with situations. And whether it uh, was detrimental, whether it appeared to be detrimental, even when they tried to punish them for no, you still gave them the wisdom. You gave them the tenacity, Lord God, to deal with what they were experiencing and to keep you first. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.